Lights that spark fire nation. JLD here with an amazing commencement address by Denzel Washington. This commencement address was given to the University of Pennsylvania back on May 16th, 2011, and it's all about failing forward. I love how he puts it. I love the stories he shares. I love the message that he really wants to make sure that we all get as listeners of this great speech. And we're going to dive into it as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Schedule your free consultation today with Clay Clark at thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. Thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. The strategies to attract your dream customers when you're just starting out are exactly the same as when you own a multi-million dollar business. And these strategies are waiting for you on my buddy Russell Brunson's new podcast mini-series, Traffic Secrets. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com. I'm honored and grateful for the invitation today. It's always been great to be on the Penn campus. I've been here before a lot of times for basketball games. My son played at the Palestra, played on the basketball team. Coach didn't give him enough playing time, but we'll talk about that later. No, I'm really pleased with the progress that Coach Allen has made. And no, I do. I really am. And I hope in the best success in the future. I'd always get a warm welcome when I come to Pennsylvania, when I come to Philadelphia, except for the few occasions when I'd wear my Yankees cap. It's like taking your life in your hands around here when you wear a Yankee cap. I'm telling you. I met a couple guys and they were like, hey, we love you, Denzel, but you walking around with that hat on, we don't care who you are. So you'll be happy to see I'm not wearing my Yankees cap today. But I am wearing my Yankee socks, my Yankees t-shirt, my Yankees jock shirts, my Yankee underwear, not my Yankee cap. Still, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little nervous. I'm not used to speaking at a graduation of this magnitude. It's a little overwhelming. This is out of my comfort zone. Dress me up in army fatigues or throw me on top of a moving train. Someone said unstoppable or ask me to play Malcolm X, Reuben Hurricane Carter, Alonzo from Training Day. I can do all that. But a commencement speech, it's a very serious affair and it's a different ball game. There are literally thousands and thousands of people here. And for those who say, well, you're a movie star, millions of people watch you speak all the time. Yes, that's technically true, but I'm not actually there in the theater watching them watching me. I think that makes sense. I mean, I'm not there when they cough or fidget or pull their iPhone on and text their boyfriend or scratch their behinds. But from up here, I can see every single one of you and that makes me uncomfortable. So please, don't pull your iPhones and don't text your boyfriend until after I'm done. Please. But if you need to scratch your behinds, go right ahead. I'll understand. I was thinking about the speech, what I should say. I figured the best way to keep your attention would be to talk about something really, really juicy Hollywood style. I thought I could start with me and Russell Crowe getting into some arguments on the set of American Gangster, but no. You're a group of high-minded intellectuals. You're not interested in that. I thought about a private moment I had backstage with Angelina Jolie in her dressing room at the Oscars. I said, no, I don't think so. This is an Ivy League school. Angelina Jolie half-naked in her dressing room. Who wants to hear about that? No one. This is Penn. That stuff wouldn't go over well here. Maybe at Drexel, but not over here. 
I'm in trouble now. I was back to square one feeling the pressure. So now you're probably thinking, if it was going to be this difficult, why did I even accept today's invitation in the first place? Well, you know my son goes here. That's number one. That's a good reason. And I always like to check to see how my money's being spent. And I'm sure there's some parents out there who can relate to what I'm talking about. And there were other good reasons for me to show up. Sure, I got an Academy Award, but I never had something called magic meatballs after waiting in line for half an hour at a food truck. Yes, I've talked face-to-face with President Obama, but I never talked face-to-face with a guy named Queter who sings bad songs at Smokes on a Tuesday night. Yes, I've played a detective battling demons, but I've never been to a school in my life where the squirrel population has gone bananas. I mean, they break into dorm rooms and they're walking around campus. I think I saw some carrying books on the way to class. So I had to be here. I had to come, even though I was afraid I might make a fool of myself. In fact, if you really want to know the truth, I had to come exactly because I might make a fool of myself. What am I talking about? Well, here it is. I found that nothing in life is worthwhile unless you take risks. Nothing. Nelson Mandela said, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. I'm sure in your experiences in school, applying to college and picking your major and deciding what you want to do with your life, people have told you to make sure you have something to fall back on. Make sure you got something to fall back on, honey. But I never understood that concept, having something to fall back on. If I'm going to fail, I don't want to fall back on anything except my faith. I want to fall forward. At least I figured that way, I'll see what I'm about to hit. Fall forward. Here's what I mean. Reggie Jackson struck out 2,600 times in his career, the most in the history of baseball. But you don't hear about the strikeouts. People remember the home runs. Fall forward. Thomas Edison conducted 1,000 failed experiments. Did you know that? I didn't either because 1,001 was the light bulb. Fall forward. Every failed experiment is one step closer to success. You've got to take risks. And I'm sure you've probably heard that before, but I want to talk about why it's so important. I've got three reasons and then you can pick up your iPhones. First, you will fail at some point in your life. Accept it. You will lose. You will embarrass yourself. You will suck at something. There is no doubt about it. That's probably not a traditional message for a graduation ceremony. But hey, I'm telling you, embrace it because it's inevitable. And I should know, in the acting business, you fail all the time. Early in my career, I auditioned for a part in a Broadway musical. A perfect role for me, I thought. Except for the fact I can't sing. So I'm in the wings, I'm about to go on stage, but the guy in front of me is singing like Pavarotti and I'm just shrinking, getting smaller and smaller. So I come out with my little sheet music and it was just my imagination by The Temptations. That's what I came up with. So I hand it to the producer and she looks at it and she looks at me and looks at the director. So I start to sing and they're not saying anything. I think I must be getting better. So I start getting into it. But after the very first verse, the director cuts me off. Thank you, thank you very much. You'll be hearing from me. I assumed I didn't get the job. But the next part of the audition, he called me back. The next part of the audition is the acting part. I figure I can't sing, but I know I can act. So they paired me with this guy again, and I didn't know much about musical theater. In musical theater, it's big, so they can reach everyone all the way in the back. And I'm more from a realistic, naturalistic kind of acting where you can actually talk to the person next to you. So I got to know what my next line was. Well, hand me the cup. His line was, well, I will hand you the cup, my dear. The cup will be there to be handed to you. I said, okay, should I give you the cup back? Yes, he said, give it back to me because you know that's my cup and it should be given back to me. 
I didn't get the job. But here's the thing. I didn't quit. I didn't fall back. I walked out of there to prepare myself for the next audition and the next audition and the next one. I prayed and I prayed, but I continued to fail and failed and failed. But it didn't matter because you know what? There's an old saying. You hang around the barbershop long enough, sooner or later you will get a haircut. So you will catch your break. And I did catch a break. Fire Nation will keep on rocking when we get back from thanking our sponsor. What if I told you that the strategies to attract your dream customers when you're just starting out are exactly the same as when you own a multi-million dollar business? My buddy Russell Brunson has grown ClickFunnels into one of the fastest growing non-VC backed SaaS companies in the world. So you know the strategies he's using to attract his dream customers are working very well. So how does this help you? He just released a new podcast mini series called Traffic Secrets to share the exact strategies he uses and that you can use too. Throughout his 20 power-packed episodes, Russell teaches you how to identify your dream customers, find where they're already hanging out, and get direct access to them no matter your budget. These and many more strategies are the exact strategies that Russell uses to bootstrap his business into a $100 million a year empire, and they're the same traffic-driving strategies he uses today to draw people into his world, generate leads, and make sales. These secrets are so powerful, Fire Nation. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Fire Nation, meet Clay Clark. Clay has been coaching businesses just like yours since 2006. Yep, even through the Great Recession. And he does it for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee. At a time when Inc. Magazine reports that by default, 96% of businesses will fail within 10 years, Clay is helping businesses like yours to grow on average by 104% annually. You might be wondering, how's this even possible? Well, Clay only takes on 160 clients, which means he's able to personally design your business plan. Plus, Clay's team helps you execute that plan with access to graphic designers, Google certified search engine optimizers, web developers, online advertising managers, videographers, workflow mappers, and accounting coaches to help you get on top of your numbers. Visit thrivetimeshow.com slash fire to see thousands of video testimonials from real clients who Clay has helped over the years. Then schedule your free consultation with Clay himself to see how he and his team can help you thrive. That's thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. Last year, I did a play called Fences on Broadway and I won a Tony Award. And I didn't even have to sing for it, by the way. And here's a kicker. It was at the Court Theater, the same theater where I failed at my first audition 30 years prior. The point is, and I will pick out the pace, the point is every graduate here today has the training and the talent to succeed, but do you have the guts to fail? Here's my second point about failure. If you don't fail, you're not even trying. My wife told me this great expression, to get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Les Brown, a motivational speaker, made an analogy about this. He says, imagine you're on your deathbed and standing around your bed are the ghosts representing your unfulfilled potential, the ghosts of the talents you didn't use. And they're standing around your bed, angry, disappointed, upset. They say, we came to you because you could have brought us to life. And now we have to go to the grave together. So I ask you today, how many ghosts are going to be around your bed when your time comes? You invested a lot in your education and people have invested in you. 
And let me tell you, the world needs your talents. Man, does it ever. I just got back from Africa like two days ago, so I'm rambling with jet lag. I just got back from South Africa. It's a beautiful country, but there are places with terrible poverty that need help. And Africa is just a tip of the iceberg. The Middle East needs your help. Japan needs your help. Alabama needs your help. Tennessee needs your help. Louisiana needs your help. Philadelphia needs your help. The world needs a lot, and we need it from you, the young people. So you've got to get out there. You've got to give it everything you've got, whether it's your time, your talent, your prayers, or your treasures. Because remember this, you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. You can't take it with you. The Egyptians tried it and all they got was robbed. So the question, what are you going to do with what you have? And I'm not talking how much you have. Some of you are business majors. Some of you are theologians, nurses, sociologists. Some of you have money. Some of you have patience. Some of you have kindness. Some of you have love. Some of you have the gift of long suffering. Whatever it is, whatever your gift is, what are you going to do with what you have? Now, here's my last point about failure. Sometimes it's the best way to figure out where you're going. Your life will never be a straight path. I began at Fordham University as a pre-med student. I took a course called Cardiac Morphogenesis. I couldn't get it, I couldn't say it, and I couldn't pass it. Then I decided to go to pre-law, then journalism, and with no academic focus, my grades took off in their own direction, down. I was a 1.8 GPA, and the university very politely suggested it might be better to take some time off. I was 20 years old, I was at my lowest point. And then one day, I remember the exact day, March 27th, 1975, I was helping my mother in her beauty shop. My mother owned a beauty shop up in Mount Vernon. There was this older woman who was considered one of the elders of the town. I didn't know her personally, but I was looking in the mirror, and every time I looked in the mirror, I could see her behind me, and she was staring at me. Every time I looked at her, she kept giving me these strange looks. She finally took the dryer off her head and said something I'll never forget. First of all, she said, somebody give me a piece of paper. Give me a piece of paper. She said, young boy, I have a spiritual prophecy. You are going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. Like a wise ass, I'm thinking to myself, does she got anything in that crystal ball about me getting back to college in the fall? But maybe she was onto something because later that summer, while working as a counselor at a YMCA camp in Connecticut, we put on a talent show for the campers. After the show, another counselor came up to me and asked, have you ever thought about acting? You should. You're good at that. When I got back to Fordham in the fall, I changed my major once again for the last time. And in the years that followed, just as that woman prophesied, I have traveled the world and I have spoken to millions of people through my movies. Millions who, up till today, I couldn't see while I was talking to them. But I do see you today, and I'm encouraged by what I see. I'm strengthened by what I see. I love what I see. One more page, then I will shut up. Let me conclude with one final point. Many years ago, I did this movie called Philadelphia. We actually filmed some scenes right here on campus. Philadelphia came out in 1993 when most of you were still probably crawling around in diapers. Some of the professors too. But it's a good movie. Rent it on Netflix. I get 23 cents every time you do. Tell your friends too. It's about a man played by Tom Hanks who's fired from his law firm because he has AIDS. He wants to sue the firm, but no one's willing to represent him until a homeowner ambulance chasing lawyer played by yours truly takes on the case 
In a way, if you watch the movie, you'll see everything I'm talking about today. You'll see what I mean about taking risks and being willing to fail. Because taking risks is not just about going for a job. It's also about knowing what you know and what you don't know. It's about being open to people and to ideas. Over the course of the film, the character I play begins to take small steps, small risks. He very, very, very slowly begins to overcome his fears, and I feel ultimately his heart becomes flooded with love. And I can't think of a better message as we send you off today, but not only to take risks, but to be open to life, to accept new views and to be open to new opinions, to be willing to speak at a commencement at one of the country's best universities, even though you're scared stiff. While it may be frightening, it will also be rewarding because the chances you take, the people you meet, the people you love, the faith that you have, that's what's going to define your life. So members of the class of 2011, this is your mission. When you leave the friendly confines of Philly, never be discouraged, never hold back, give everything you've got. And when you fall throughout life, and maybe even tonight after a few too many glasses of champagne, remember this, fall forward. Congratulations, I love you, God bless you, I respect you. Fire Nation, Denzel Washington bringing straight fire, and it's my hope for you as well that you fail forward. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Schedule your free consultation today with Clay Clark at thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. Thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. The strategies to attract your dream customers when you're just starting out are exactly the same as when you own a multi-million dollar business. And these strategies are waiting for you on my buddy Russell Brunson's new podcast miniseries, Traffic Secrets. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com.